0: Recorded coast-to-coast to to wherever you're listening to this right now, this is the Low-End Marauders Podcast. What's good, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Low-End Marauders Podcast. Um, Hope everybody had a good and safe Halloween. Um, as always, I go by the name of Nick, and um, I'm joined by Jarrett this time around since Kyle isn't here with us. Uh, what's going on, Jarrett?
1: What's up, man? You feeling good?
0: Doing good, doing good. Um, got a, we got a lot to talk about. Um, like um, apologies to everyone since we are getting this out a little bit late, but like we said, scheduling um, conflicts. Uh, so, we do apologize, but we are back um, for this episode. We're going to talk about uh, people withdrawn from the Grammys. We're going to talk about uh, Lotto versus Nicki Minaj. But first, oh man, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room, which is known as Kanye West. So... Let, well, let's go ahead. Let's start with the whole timeline of everything that's going on with this, uh, with this situation with him. Um, what we were originally going to talk about was um, how Kanye was supposed to appear on the HBO show The Shop, which is executive produced by uh, LeBron James. Um, Word is he was going, going to appear but then in a statement according to the show and the producers that they were not going to uh air his episodes due to comments uh he made i believe uh well anti-semitic comments and um from what they say um from the show and they just decided not to air it um, the reason was uh basically due to insensitive com- uh, comments from him and they just uh refused not to air it uh on the show so um we'll, we'll just go one step at a time with everything that that happened with this man um i'll go ahead and ask you this do you think uh the shop made the right decision not to air uh kanye's episode
1: well i feel like they looked at looked at the edit and made a decision based off that but i feel like i feel like everybody is using him everybody's using him for clickbait. like you know he gonna say some wild shit if you know that why even put him on the show like don't just put him on the show and then cancel out what he says like don't edit out what he says like don't even put him on the show if he can't be himself so I feel like every it's a money grab right now. It's a viewership grab. Everybody want to get their viewership up. Everybody want to, you know, this he, he's popular right now. He's the trending topic right now. So people want to, you know, get their ratings up by having him on a show. But then when it gets too rough, they want to, you know, mute him or they want to just get off. Like, don't even don't even put him on the show in, to begin with. Like, don't even do that. Now, they have a, they do have a right to, it's their platform and they have the right to, to come and, you know, do the edits and take him off or whatever. But, Jeezy was on that same episode too, so it's a, you, you just pretty much just took him off of his shit too. so, so, I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like just if you're gonna have him on the show, let him rock. Like and know that just come with of the backlash that, that comes with it. Stand on that. Stand on your episodes. Stand on your content. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like just don't have it. Just don't just don't have him on there. If you're gonna just censor him out, like obviously y'all just want him known there for clickbait. Oh, he's going to say this. I sure going to go up. Like it, it's it's crazy, man. I don't know.
0: Right, but I also feel like what did he really say that that had the, you know, just say no, nah, we can't uh, we can't do it. We can't air it, too. So that's, that's one thing that's that, that I'm wondering.
1: It ain't like he said he's going to beat motherfuckers up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, if anything, it's just like, like, what did he really say for real?
0: Because I remember, I do remember hearing uh, Jeezy. He was on a Hot 97, and um, he, I guess, he kind of skated around the questions on what Kanye said. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, to, you know, save face or he just didn't want to say it or, or anything like that. So it's just like, you know, who knows what he said. So, so, uh, basically i, I kind of feel like, well, I mean, even if, um, with the statement and, you know, if that's, you know, LeBron James and, you know, the executive producers, uh, decision to you know pull the episode then you know it is kind of their decision I mean I I get that you know we're living in sensitive times and you know uh, you can't just you know say what you want uh, about certain groups of people since you know people get quote-unquote canceled in you know today's society but you know uh, with what he said and uh, them saying that you know he went a little too far with uh what he said or uh on the show, then you know you just gotta respect it, and you know that uh episode will probably never see the light of day again. So, I mean, I I mean, I mean, get what he said, uh, uh, why they pulled it, but you know, with uh, you know, the statement, it is what it is, so I can't be you know too mad that. They um, that they pulled it from that, and you know, just to you know protect the integrity of the show, say you know that's not, but uh, that's not the route we want to take. And you know, it's all about you know conversations. It doesn't it doesn't have to be you know about race or in things like that. So, I mean, I, I definitely understand why they pulled it. You know, because he was saying. This about a certain type of people, and you know, they're not trying to get their show canceled off HBO because of us uh, somebody you know who wants to say that, and you know they don't agree with that. So uh, I definitely understand why they don't um, they didn't air it. So um, so now, after all that, a couple days later, that's when we get to the whole drink champs controversy. So basically, as we all know, uh, a couple days since uh, they basically didn't air the show, he went on a uh, Nori uh, Nori show, Drink Champs, like he has before, and basically just uh, you know put it all on the table, got his frustrations out, said what he said to a lot of controversy, and now and then after the show was posted. Uh, Nori basically went on I guess you could say the apology tour uh, especially since we all have seen the interview on the Breakfast Club and him apologizing for um, for what Kanye said so um, do you think Nori should have apologized or, or had him on the show
1: he did some clickbait shit too like
0: he did I'll I admit that
1: and I fuck with Nori, too, by the same time. Don't. Like, then, because first, he was popping shit. He was popping his shit like, oh, we're number one now. We got more ratings than the NFL right now. And then, all of a sudden, you're on an apology tour. Once shit gets heat, once the seat get hot, all of a sudden, you want to make an apology tour. Like, you know the edits. You know the fuck he's going to say. You got the disclaimer in front of your show.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh?
1: And you sent. so you mean to tell me, you didn't look at none of the edits. You just sent the shit. right. I not, mean,
0: you were that drunk. It.
1: Come on, bro. You wanted that clickbait shit. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear no apology to her, bro. Stand on that. Stand on your content. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be your homeboy. Even if even if he said some shit that you don't agree on, like all right, you got his beliefs, he got his views, like just leave it at that. The George Floyd shit, you probably should have said something, but you, but you were so scared to let the nigga, the nigga was gonna walk out, you didn't say nothing. Talk about so, oh nah, I, I ain't didn't really know he said that. You knew he said that shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, no, you weren't. I mean, you weren't that drunk. Come on now,
1: bro. And Nori seemed like he he a smart nigga, you know what I'm saying? So come on, bro. Mm-hmm. Me off. I'm like, bro, why are you apologizing? This nigga went this nigga went on <laughs> Breakfast Club and Hot 97. Come on, yep, bro. Yeah, I
0: saw both of those. The day after? Like, come on, bro. Right, I mean and for me, I mean, I also heard that he didn't want to have, you know, uh, a Breakfast Club Birdman moment. But it's just like, if he's really your friend, he wouldn't walk out on you. I mean, I mean, we all rag on each other uh, throughout the uh, the whole series of this show. I mean, but, you know, we ain't, you know, storming out or, you know, logging off or anything like that. But, you know, I'd, I'd have, you know, a little bit more respect if he if he kept him in check a little bit, too. Like, nah, right. I mean, you, you ain't got to say all that about uh, George George Floyd's family. Or, yo, you got to uh, kill the shit about uh, saying anti-Semitic stuff on, on air or, or on the right. show or, or things like that. But it's just like, come on now. Like, and, right?
1: and plus, and plus, he, like, and I commend Kanye. He real stand up dude because when they asked him about Nori, he didn't even diss Nori. Nori, he was just like, "Yo, Nori's going through a lot of pressure right now." You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't even diss him at that moment, especially when Nori just kind of threw Yay under the bus. Like,
0: right? I mean, he, I mean, okay. um, like we all saw, he just won Best Hip Hop Platform at uh, the BET Hip Hop Awards, so you know. He, I get that he's trying to protect the show, but it's also like, come on now. So, I mean, but uh, I do agree with you. It All that was was just clickbait. All that was was, you know, him trying to capitalize off the last time he was there. Uh, especially since, you know, Nori's just like, oh, okay, they took down the shop episode, so let's bring him on. Let's have him... Uh, get it off his chest, and, you know, just let him say whatever he wants to say. But, you know, um, to say that you are under the influence and, you know, you didn't really check him, I mean, I, I understand that, you know, you are under the influence, but come on, bro. Like, I mean, we, we all grown-ass adults. We should know when to, you know, quit drinking, well, when we know to we had enough and, and things like that, too. I mean, you. Uh, I mean, to say, you know. I mean, well, I'll say this is like getting pulled over for drunk driving, and you know, you giving a half-ass excuse to a cop, like you were so drunk. Uh, I was just driving home because, you know, uh, nobody else would take me home, or or something or something to that effect. I mean, it's just like you, you, you're grown, uh, man, like, come on, you, sh- you should know your limits. You should know when to call it quits. You know, you, you gotta be a little bit responsible, but I also do, um, I also do kind of commend him to, uh, for, you know, apologizing because uh, as we all know, uh, especially to George Floyd's family, uh, like, we all know we can't really uh, expect or, you know, expect people to say what they want to say or expect people to react the way they react. So, I mean, I, I get that he, you know, apologized because, you know, it's just like, you know, that wasn't me. That's all him. And, you know, he wasn't expecting, you know, Kanye to say all that. So, you know, I, I do kind of commend him that, especially since he didn't know the— um, what Kanye was gonna say at that time, too. So,
1: <laughs> no, dog, nah, bro. It was, it was clickbait. I what he was gonna say he was popping, he was popping, and Nori wanted that attention. Oh nope.
0: yeah, he he definitely he, tried to capitalize that.
1: He capitalized that. off the nigga. He wanted that viewership, man. You know, Ye yeah, can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can do it because he seen my fuckers was was not. You know, posting his shit so that was like, oh man, I'm about to be the only one with a Yay interview. But then that shit got hot for him. Mm-hmm. He scared his shit was going, he was either scared he's going to get sued or he's going to get his show canceled. Yep. That nigga was saying oh, tight. Then he tried to, you know, get the black community back, whatever. Mm-hmm. He did that. But Nori has a history of not defending niggas because. He called one nigga, he called one group of people when they was there, like the second the second string Wu-Tang, you remember that? Who was that he called? He he called some nigga second string Wu-Tang. Shoot. I think it was Master Killer or some I forgot who it was. I think mm-hmm. you know that kid, it was Sha Shahid or some shit. The kid that had on. The kid they had on uh, Wu-Tang.
0: Oh. Oh, off the show. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: I forget his name, but yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, him and some other people. They called him the second string Wu-Tang. They, they got pissed. He had to do an apology tour on that. Then then he fucked around and let Irv Gotti talk all that shit about Ashanti. Yeah, that
0: was recently too.
1: And then they can't really stop it. Like,
0: he didn't say, "Yo, Irv,
1: you gotta chill, bro. You doing too much, bro. That's a that's that's my girl. I can't let you do that." Nah, he just let the nigga go.
2: Mhm.
1: he said it, not me. Still, <laughs> it don't make it don't make you right. All right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it right. I they can say all kind of shit. Man, I used to go over there and go in the studio, slap on that ass. (laughs) And then go make another hit record. I'm like, yo, this nigga is wilding the fuck out right now. (laughs) Wilding the fuck out.
0: And now um basically with all the backlash i mean he went on the apology tour and now nori says he's gonna you know edit everything and i'm like uh i get that you want to you know leave everything intact and you know uh let every you know let the fans hear um every single second of it but you know that those are some of the episodes where you just gotta look um you just gotta watch back and you know just cut uh copy and you know delete uh you know not only for your uh sake but you know for your show's sakes too so you know that's, that's something you got to do more of uh in the future so it, it's good to know that he's gonna do that but uh i definitely do agree that it was clickbait it, because it's like why have him on the show if you knew about um if you knew about the Fox News interview, if you knew about, um, I think it was the Pierce Morgan interview too. Um, I I can't remember if that was before, or after the Drink Champs uh, episode. You know why why have him on there if you knew he uh, if you knew all that, especially since his episode you know was pulled from HBO's The Shop. So yeah it it was definitely clickbait it was definitely you know to to get them views to get people to watch and so yeah it, it i I definitely agree it, it was clickbait but um with everything else that happened um yay said uh he could say anti-semitic stuff or or um to paraphrase, he could say anti-Semitic shit, and he wouldn't get canceled. So, uh, Adidas basically uh, called his bluff, p- uh, pulled uh, pulled him from Adidas, and he lost a lot of money from that. So, uh, basically, with him losing money uh, after all that... Um, uh, his former collaborator Talib Kweli basically said uh, he took advantage of Nori by basically. Hold on, let me bring up the. Uh, let me bring up the uh, quote real quick. He said, oh, this is off his Instagram. He said, you called Nori because he was the only one who would let you come on after the shop shelved you because you were screaming White Lives Matter, a Nazi phrase at everyone during that taping. You know for a fact Drink Champs is not a political show, but you went on there to regurgitate lies about black people uh, from at real Candace Owens, who is a political talking head. You literally wore a 2024 hat, essentially announcing your political aspirations. You took advantage of Nori, someone who's giving you the benefit of the doubt for your own political gain. And now you have jeopardized his show and made the families of the victims of racist police brutality want to sue you. I don't want to hear shit about free speech since you brought uh, parlor, Freedom of speech ain't freedom for Ain't freedom from consequences. You use your free speech to support anti-black rhetoric and people. I use mine to call that out. Nor was right to apologize because that's what decent people do when they fuck up. Be decent, yay. So, um, basic. So basically, uh, what hap, uh, What uh, What are your thoughts on the whole Talib Kweli statement?
3: I mean, he said a lot, but I kind of have to agree with him.
0: So, I, I I definitely have to agree with him because um, where else was he going to, you know, get that exposure? Because, uh, like we all said, he uh, definitely... He definitely used, um, drink champs to go on and talk about all this too. And now, um, and now it seems like after, uh, that and the whole Adidas deal, everything is, you know, falling down, uh, no pun intended, it's, it's all falling down on Kanye West, uh, especially, you know, Balenciaga doesn't want to, uh, do anything with him. Gap doesn't want to do anything with him. Um. Uh, like I said, Adidas doesn't. Um, his agency dropped him. His bank dropped him. And it's just like, you know, you did you did this all on your own, Kanye. So, I mean, I can't feel sorry for somebody who who did it all on himself. so it, it it's hard uh, to, you know, try to defend, try to explain or try to support somebody who basically dug their own grave, so. I mean, it it's hard.
3: Uh, but uh, what about you, Jarrett? Jarrett, you there? Jarrett? I thought I just heard you.
0: Okay, I think we lost Jared real quick. Um, hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's take a quick break and let's see if we can get him back. Hold on. We'll be right back.
1: Where do we leave all this time?
0: Just commenting on, uh, on everything. All right, we got him back. Um, yeah, just – yeah, uh, with Kanye's whole week um, – like it, it, like I said, it just left me emotionally tired of Kanye yeah. West.
1: Yeah, I'm tired of seeing the nigga myself, but <laughs> he's just an important figure. Like, it just... That just... You know, it just... That just comes with being an entertainer, man, and the shit that you say, man, like, it's gonna... He knows how to... I tell you that he does know how to fucking stir up controversy. He does. Mm-hmm. He
3: knows
1: how that shit very well. Right. And, you know, that's attention he wanted and he got it. Right. And he I don't know, he, he's, he might be just on to something. I think people might be just looking at his, what he says, surface level at some point. Like, I don't, I know it's a method to the madness, what he's talking about. Now, some shit is off. He's just—I don't know. One part, one, one, one problem about him is his delivery be off. Mm-hmm. He says certain shit that you know could trigger somebody. Like,
0: you know what I'm saying? That, or he gives the, uh, or he don't think about his thoughts all the way through.
1: Because I yeah. noticed, yeah, he just—he just goes like straight off impulse. Hmm. Like, the, you know, it all started with the Bush don't care about black people. Like that was, that was number one. Number one, mm-hmm. then the Swift shit and then the MAGA hat shit. And then it's like, you know, this is probably like the fourth time he really got some real shit, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you put the Jew, you put the Jewish community involved. Now it's, they own half of everything. Mm-hmm. They, they, they hold all of everything. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's another thing I noticed. I uh, noticed about them too. Like, they'll shut your shit down real quick. Like the LGBT community too. Example: Look, uh, look what happened with, with Nick Cannon and what he said on his podcast. Shut huh. his shit down real quick.
1: Yeah, he had to climb until his. He
0: had to go uh, until he had to apologize for everything.
1: Yeah, man. I tell you, y'all. I tell him I told you just like I told everybody else. Freedom <laughs> of speech ain't free, bro. hmm It ain't. It ain't. And that shit is sad as fuck. Mm-hmm. It is.
0: Yeah, and um uh, even going further back, uh look what happened to Profe- uh Professor Griff in Public Enemy. Said uh, what he said about Jewish people, and um, he got kicked out the group for a period of time too, until the backlash ended.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Like Way back in, I want to say early '90s. Yeah. Early, early '90s, somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, right early yeah early '90s.
0: Mm-hmm. So you gotta be careful with what you say and what you do.
1: Yeah, you don't know who you're offending and who you're not. But, um, shit, yeah. anything else to
0: add before we uh, keep it moving?
1: Um, yeah, Kanye, good luck out there, man. Right.
0: <laughs>
1: People might be gunning for you or whatever. I think at this point, he knows something might happen to him. He keeps talking. He keeps putting that out there, like, something might happen to him. So I'm just worried about, you know, him getting harmed by somebody, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you speak stuff into existence so much that this shit can happen. You know, a lot of people, people premeditated their own death, Biggie, Pac, even Nip talked about, you know, some shit like, when i'm gone and all oh, that i want my voice to be heard you know and look at him now mm-hmm. yeah he's above us now so it's like i don't know i just hope he's you know just 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 hope he's all right man
0: right and just, i mean yeah because i mean we can't sit here and you know play podcast psychiatrists since you know we don't know what he's going through
1: things like that. Yeah, like I said, we don't we don't know. We just you know, see everything is surface level. We don't know what he's really going through behind the scenes. You got his you know, he pretty much just lost his family within a year and a half. Right. His wife seeing his wife seen publicly with somebody else and he's had a you know, the battle of seeing his kids and trying to get the kids to go to his school. The wife the wife don't want that. I mean, well, the, the, you know, kids,
0: everything that's going on, I mean, I kind of don't blame Kim, but, you know, at least let him see the kids.
1: Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure he's a good father, like, he might not be the best husband of the year, but shit, I mean, it seems like he's good with his kids, you know what I mean, like, you know, I see that he's trying to get his girl, I mean, his girl, his, his daughter to get, you know, into basketball, like, I've seen that a lot,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, having people teach her how to play and shit, like, he, you know, he he, he displays that he's a good father, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I don't know, I guess they just, I don't know, Kim's got a way of setting a narrative, too, so, I think the more he talks, the more is in their favor. And that's what they want. Cause they get the they get to pull the they get to play the crazy card. Like, look, he's crazy. Look how look how he's doing. He's I don't think I don't want him around my kids. And that's the shit that the court's gonna see and that's what the court's gonna go for.
0: Right? Cause yeah, cause and if, Kanye gotta think about that too, cause like yeah, everything disgusting. he doing, that could be used against him in court.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the only incentive they need to to paint that like oh look he's crazy i don't want him around my kids and then he see the comments the jewish comments and all that shit and that's you know you know i don't think he just like i said he just react off he just react off impulse sometimes he don't sit and think about you know uh, you know, he you know, not say Dr. Strange that shit out. Like, if I say this, this can happen. This can happen. That can happen. That. You know what I mean?
0: Right. He, like, yeah, like I said, uh, he got a severe case of diarrhea of the mouth.
1: That's an old ass term.
0: <laughs> it is, but. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's the only way to uh, describe it. <laughs> diarrhea
1: of the mouth. That's high school
2: shit.
1: <laughs> I remember hearing that shit around high school, like diarrhea really, of the mouth. I ain't heard that shit in so long. <laughs>
2: that's,
1: a, oh, that's a goddamn old head turn four.
0: Right? The age is, so, is showing.
1: Age is The age really showed on that shit. God damn. God damn. Tell this nigga been out of school for a long time.
0: <laughs> been fifteen, it's been over 15 years.
3: <laughs> yeah, shit.
0: Right, but okay. <laughs> like well, we like can I go. said, <laughs> God, you just gotta just gotta be careful with what he says. He gotta think of uh, what to say and how to say it.
1: Yeah. Shit. Shout to you, man. Right. Just good luck. Right.
0: Oh yeah, he got he, uh, he he gotta be. He gotta have luck, especially since the fam- uh, the family of George Floyd is suing him too. Oh yeah. Cause uh, I think that was what a two hundred and fifty million dollar lawsuit.
1: Yeah. But you might as well just go ahead and put the put the Yeezys out at uh put the Yeezys out of City Trends, my boy.
0: <laughs>
1: gonna sell out the building.
0: Right, P- pay less. Uh,
1: next to, the kind of sh- next to the slogan shirts, we outside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, right? Or, or some kind of uh shoe place, uh, cheap shoe place, get that money, slowly get that money back. Yep, but uh. <laughs> Anything else you want to add before um, we move on to Lotto versus Nicky?
1: Yeah, Yeezy, Yeezy, Old Navy coming soon.
0: Yeezy, Old Navy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Watch. Y'all niggas think I'm playing. Watch Yeezy, Y-Z-Y, Yeezy, Yeezy Old Navy, watch.
3: <laughs> oh shit. All okay. right. <laughs> All right.
0: Let, let's go ahead, let's get into um let's get into Nikki versus Lotto. Um for those who aren't aware, uh Nicki Minaj and uh new up-and-coming rapper Lotto. Uh, they kind of had a little Twitter beef back on uh, October the 18th, uh, basically uh, on the uh, basically a conflict over uh, what's going on with their hit song. So uh, that weekend, Nikki took to social media to uh, basically uh, let her fr- frustrations be heard about how her single "Super Freaky Girl." Uh, is basically being considered for the 2023 grammys pop categories despite submitting the song to be included in the rap categories in her uh point she said that lotto's big energy should also be removed from the rap categories uh she said in a tweet i have no problem being being moved out the rap category as long as we are all being treated fairly if Super Freaky Girl has to be moved out of rap, then so does Big Energy. Anyone who says different is simply a nikki hater or a troll. I'd actually love to see a more street record win, male or female. I'm just saying, right is right. So then after that, um, Lotto tweet, uh, basically tweeted, Damn, I can't win for losing. All these awards, uh, nominations, I can't even celebrate. And so basically, that has basically um, went to both of the ladies' DMs, and now um, Nikki posted a now deleted tweet where she called Lotto, where she called Lotto a Karen, and a quote-unquote scratch-off um, in the tweet, and basically uh, with the uh, screenshot that was uh, saved lotto said that she agreed with nikki's argument regarding the grammys but said because of where we left off i don't think you need to bring my name slash song to prove uh to prove your point point. and basically uh nikki uh said this karen has probably mentioned my name in over a hundred interviews says she waited in line for pink friday with her barbie chain on bangs pink hair but today scratch off decides to be silent rather than speak up for the black woman she called her biggest inspiration uh and basically a uh, lot of went back and basically called nikki a 40 year old bully and you know the two just kept going on and on and on um you know uh but i'll i'll ask you this um who are you w- well if you are taking one which side are you taking throughout this whole uh Beef between Lotto and Nikki.
1: I don't know if I could pick a side, man. I don't. Know. I feel like I feel like Nikki's right about that, and you know about the category shit. And then I feel like Lotto is right about where she stand on. Cause I feel like Lotto feel like damn, I attacked. And you feel like you just getting on me, cause you feel like they want to get off, you know, get the category off of me and put me somewhere else, so I won't, you know, kill that category, cause I'm gonna win automatically if I get that. So a lot of looking like what the fuck. So like you make it seem like I'm small out here. You could tell the ego played a part in that, and I feel like this shit just just spiraled out of the control. Like it's deeper than. It's deeper than like fighting each other, like you know what I'm saying? I feel like the point was missed. You know, the point the point got missed because of because of them beefing after that. Like Right. And you know, Lotto felt some type of way because he felt like, you know, she she Nikki felt like, you know, Lotto's a small fry, like like that song is Better than Big Energy and Big Energy was a huge song. Come on, you got the Mariah.
0: That, uh, Mariah
1: Carey sample. Yeah, Mariah Carey sample. The shit was dope. It's a dope ass song. It is. I'm not repeating that shit, but you know what I'm saying. It's a dope ass. You know, it's a dope ass song. You know what I'm saying. Great sample. A lot of females.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of females, you know, gravitate to that song. You know, so it's just that, but. I feel like they missed a bigger message, and like why are y'all so my thing is, why are y'all so adamant about using the awards for validation?
0: That's a good point,
1: like, bro, like I wouldn't I mean, of course, having awards is the greatest accolade you can get for your talent, and that that kind of. You know, having certain awards puts you in a different tax bracket. It puts you in a different conversation. It puts you as top tier. You can, you, you know, that can, you know, that's more money generated. Then you know, there's more places you can go. The more respect you get on your name, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, Grammy Award winning such and such." You know, it's like one of the things where you know you looked at it as one of the greats. But I feel like your work speaks for itself, even just even just the fact I feel like even the nomination is oh to even be nominated, that's a win too. look how many songs is in that genre, and they pick the and they pick like the top seven or whatever they pick, and you one of them out of a million songs, so you gotta think about that too, like. Just to be nominated is like you even won a grant. It's like you won an award just by being nominated. Right. But I mean you know how these, I, at this point you should know how these these award shows work and how they treat and how they categorize because we don't know who the fuck is a part of the committee anyway. Mm-hmm. It could be a bunch of old white niggas, old, old black niggas washed up. We don't know. We don't know who's pushing the button on this shit, and if they even know hip hop or if they even fan of the culture, and we don't know. Like, so I just tired of, of musicians just using you know that platform or whatever as as like validation. Like I have, like I'm getting tired of that shit. Like, bro, you know your work is good. It immediately speaks for itself. It gets to a point where, like, if you're an actor and, you know, you make a lot of box office shit now. You know, you got your box office smashes, you know, a couple movies there that was hit, But then you start doing shit just for the love. Mm-hmm. So now you're making movies that's uh, indie. Now you're making any films that's just you know can go to cons you know what I'm saying I don't know if I've, it, yeah and can's cons I don't know if I'm saying it right if I' fucked up I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh yeah, so you know your movies on it you know you're just doing shit for the love like you know like i e Michael B Jordan or somebody like that like you know you you're Just doing shit just because for the love of the art and I like that. And it usually once you get older, that's what you really do. Like you're not worried about the box office shit no more. You just worried about putting dope content out and you know, getting the accolades for getting the you know, the streets, you know, talking about it and just putting it out for the people to see, like the display for the world to see. So yeah, man, I just wish they just stopped in the fight. It just was just, it just spiraled out of nowhere. It just, it just sparked it. Like, I feel like they just need to just chill out, man. And I feel like all, oh, it's a lot of females that's going against each other right now. And that's what they want. They don't want stripping in numbers. They don't want that. Females is dominant right now. in Every aspect. Especially R&B rap, like, they're, the, they're the best artists right now. I didn't want to put out the best content, but now all of a sudden everybody's fighting. You got fucking JT going against Cardi B. You got yeah. Nicki against Lotto. Like, come on, this shit, man. Shit getting played.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Shit getting played the fuck out, bro. I'm tired of seeing this shit. It be yeah. so much everybody can work together. It's just it. It could be so dope. A lot of Nicki song would be dope. A JT and another JT and City Girls record would be dope. So it's just like, and I think Young Miami cool with Cardi B. So that just make that situation awkward. Like now you put Young Miami in the middle. Like you know, what I'm saying you just see how you see how shit works. It just don't make any sense. Like just doesn't.
0: It just doesn't, man. I don't know. Oh, oh man. I mean, me. I would probably have to say Nikki's in the wrong for this. I mean, it, it, it's like you said, like you know, you know, the women they should be celebrating each other. They should be, you know, saying, you know, it, you know, you did this, congratulations. But with Nikki, it just seems like, you know, you. You can't be number one all the time, forever in a day, because no matter how long you've been doing something, how well you've been doing something, there's always going to be somebody new, somebody better, somebody stronger, whatever, you know, trying to come for that number one spot. And with Nikki, it seems like she needs to you know acknowledge and you know let these people know that you know it, it can't always be her all the time and you know there, uh, like I said it, it's always going to be somebody new and you know whether it's you know Lotto whether it's JT whether it's Cardi B she's going to have to you know accept that they're going to come for that number one spot whether she likes it or not And that's where, you know, that ego of hers is just going to have to be like, okay, if they're coming for it, then Nikki should be saying, okay, I got to defend it. No matter, you know, um, what the year is, what they're putting out, she's got to have to, you know, try to match it or try to top it and outdo it just to keep that number one spot. So she released, you know, Super Freaky Girl that had the Rick Jane sample, uh, you know, in you know, if it's being played on pop radio, you know, that it, it gets played on pop radio. I mean, there's nothing really we can do about it. Um, you know, since, you know, it's going after, you know, not only, you know, the black audience, but it's going after, you know, the white pop uh audience too. So yeah. it, uh, if she's mad about that, I mean, there's nothing really she can do about it. I mean, if it, Gets plays on pop radio she should be uh, happy about that but I kind of get that she doesn't want to go that pop route too because um, what was it like 10 years ago she tried going that route too you know with Starships and um, there was another song too I can't think of it um, uh, make me come alive duh, 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 duh. You, uh, I don't know if you remember that record or the song but You know, that was the route uh, she was taking, too, because I'm guessing that's where the money was uh, as well. So, you know, with with Nikki, she she just got to, you know, humble herself and, you know, just be like. These uh, these people are coming for the crown. You you just got to do whatever it takes. And, you know, the last time she kind of got humbled like that was with Remy Ma. And that's when she dropped that uh that single sheather. And you know, she she just had to, you know, eat that slice of humble pie with uh, with everything that happened. So Yeah. So my thing is with Nikki, um, like if she wants to have that permanent number one spot, she gotta defend it no matter what. She's got to, you know, keep putting out album after album, hit after hit, you know, get the streets talking, get um, radio to play your shit. And you just got to defend it no matter what. But if you uh, but if everybody's saying what you're putting out ain't, uh, ain't good or if it ain't, you know, up to, you know, your previous number one standards, they're going to reject it and they're just going to go on to something new. So she definitely needs to, you know, do whatever it takes because, you know, uh, because as we all know, we've seen how she, she got when, you know, Remy Ma uh, basically owned her with Sheether, with Sheether. Um, There was the whole Cardi B deal that we all know about too. Um, And she was mad about that because, you know, Cardi, um, you know, she was new. She had the streets talking with um, with, uh, with her, I think it was the, what was it called? The Gangsta Bitch mixtapes from Cardi?
1: Yeah, Gangsta Bitch volume one and two.
0: Yep, she had the streets talking with that, uh, especially, you know, from the come up to, uh, from loving hip-hop to now becoming a Grammy winner, uh, Grammy winner. So, you know, there was that. She didn't like that. And now she uh she don't like Lotto, you know, trying to get that number one spot and you know be um be a big star. And it's just like Nikki, there's gonna come a time where somebody's gonna knock you off your pedestal and you gotta do what you gotta do to defend it. You gotta not,
1: You gotta mm-hmm. think, bro. She when she came out, she was the only female really.
0: Right. She had and a think, whole um uh, and a whole I also too. think with uh, that ego of hers, remember autumn time, she kept winning best female hip hop at the BET awards. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what you know made that uh, that ego of hers bigger and bigger and bigger. Because so she was going against mixtape artists, mm-hmm. saying
1: and then like at that time, they was just she was just competing with dudes at that point.
0: Right.
1: Oh. So, and then when later on when Carter came out, I was like, oh shit. The shot is take off, just took it off me, and put on somebody else. She felt the type of way, right. and I think by the time she came out, Remy Ma got locked up
3: mm-hmm.
1: for six years. So it was just like, damn! Now she the only female killing to like mm-hmm. twenty seventeen, whatever that. Cardi came Over out.
0: From the 2010s to what? <clears throat> what do we say? Like, about what? 18, 19?
1: Yeah, about 18. And then when Carter came out with uh, Invasion of Privacy, it was it. All right. I won't say Nicki was done, but the music at that time for Nicki was declining. Mm hmm. And No one cares. She came out with that Queen album that was mediocre. That shit was mid.
0: Right. And then got pissed off about Travis Scott, uh, because Astro World sold more. Because he had a great marketing plan.
1: Oh, yeah, Nikki's plan didn't work. Right. They, they came out the same day.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember that.
1: It was talking about inflation of the numbers and shit like. Well, somebody should have helped you piece together this shit because Travis figured it out. Obviously, mm-hmm. he had the theme park shit. He had theme park day or some shit. He did something for them, in Texas, Astro World, and just he just talked about his childhood where he was at. So right, my thing.
0: And right, and uh, just to go off subject for a little bit, to everybody who was hating uh, Travis Scott uh, due to the Astroworld tragedy, they know good and damn well they were bumping uh, sicko mode off uh, that album too before all the all that shit happened. But yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I know good.
3: It,
0: but yeah, uh, e- ego is a motherfucker uh, nowadays too, cause. That shit'll, you know, it it'll it'll fuck up your career pretty good if you if you can't control it.
1: Yeah, that's what we can't.
0: But you know, I, I can't be mad at you know a person trying to make a name for themselves. And you know, if your song wasn't considered uh, rap and it's going to the pop categories, and, you know, at least t- take that with a grain of salt. Be happy that it's uh, nominated for that. I mean, because uh, there are a lot of people who are busting their ass to, you know, get to at least get a Grammy nomination who have, who have been around longer, uh, uh, who have been around a long time, too. I mean, look what happened to Nas. Not, uh, for all we all know, Nas has been around since, what, 94, 95? Yeah, 94 was Illmatic. And he won his first Grammy a couple years ago.
1: <laughs> right. Right, for how he put out 2019?
0: Uh, right? I or think 20, yeah, 2019,
1: 2020? One of the two. Yeah, one of the two, yeah. Yeah, about, about
0: 2019. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you you can't get mad because, you know, somebody's trying to make a name for themselves, and you know they they want to come after the number one spot and be the next big thing in rap and you really ain't doing nothing to put it I mean well you got the song out now but you ain't really you know putting out uh hit after hit after hit uh like 50 cent did back when he first came out you know to defend it you you just can't be mad at that right so I mean, uh, I I gotta side with a uh, lot on this. So, but uh, yeah. but you also made a a good point too. Like, um, uh, there there is no female unity in rap at all. None. Cause cause uh I I'll, I'll ask you this question. Uh, before the Cardi and Meg collaboration, when was the last time you heard women collaborate on a track? It's been a long yeah, it's been a long time.
3: Long time.
0: Yeah, cause I was gonna say the whole uh Lil Kim, Maya, Pink, Christina Aguilera, but that's not really considered rap. Um shit, going back to the nineties, uh one I could think of was uh you know, Angie Martinez, left eye, the brat, uh, them doing um uh, that remake of uh, "Ladies Night," or um, I think uh, I think it was called "Not Tonight," and that was off uh, Martin Lawrence's uh, "Nothing to Lose" soundtrack. Oh yeah, I don't know if you remember that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, they uh, they sampled and covered that. Uh, oh, that even had Missy on it too. She had a, hey, a some- little uh, a quick little uh, verse on that.
1: And which song this was?
0: Uh, not tonight. That uh had uh, Angie Martinez. Uh, oh, Brad, like, Missy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 not, not, not tonight. Talk about the ladies' night shit. Yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah, that was classic. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. yeah, bitch, Missy. Mm-hmm. I think Kim, right? Yeah, Kim
0: was on there too.
1: Angie Martinez. Mm-hmm. oh yeah that's a dope song that's a dope ass record
0: it was and i mean shitty even if you want to go way way back i think there was the whole uh sisters in the name of rap that had a uh, rock shantae but i think that was like early 90s back then but uh um, yeah there there there's no female unity in rap at all Like, it's all just them trying to, you know, tear each other down, uh, talk this and that about each other. I mean, it's just like, damn, like, especially compared now to how things were, you know, 30 years ago, I mean, women really had to wrap their asses off to get where they at now. Because I don't know if you remember seeing, um, like, MC Light's old videos, like, MC Light damn near had to dress like a boy just to get uh, airtime, you know, back on BET, MTV, and, you know, music channels at the time, too. And, you know, she, at that time, was, like, basically the only person putting out raps, uh, along, I think, with salt and Pepper, and I think that was basically it back then, until we started seeing... You know, Upriser, you know, the ladies, I say mid to late 90s. Because I don't think nobody else, uh, no other female at the time was really putting out anything since, you know, it was a male dominated uh, game at the time.
1: Yeah, at the time it was, yeah. You know, you got a couple of females sprinkled every now and then, but.
0: Right, some of them didn't even uh, didn't even last that long. Right, which is sad because some of them had skills. Some of them a had lot cars. of
1: stuff. it just is hard for a woman to get respect in the industry. It's a male-dominated business, That's so they either, either they have to, you know, take you know take more clothes off to sell records, and which is sad, but you know what I mean. But people. You know, minimum visuals. So, mm-hmm. gee, they want to fantasize. They want to. The people even said it. I'll rap like rhapsody, but that shit ain't gonna sell no records,
0: right? Which is a shame too. Yeah. <sighs> which is which is uh, basically a shame because uh, even today and now, I mean. You know there there are a lot of dope uh, female MCs too, but they not. Uh, but like you said, they're not really getting plays because they ain't showing no skin, they ain't shaking no ass. You know, and and it, it's a damn shame. It it really and truly is. But uh, it. But I I just want more female unity in rap instead of you know tearing each other down calling each other bitches you know in in all this so i definitely think um we we need more of that especially um in 2023 hopefully we can get more of that but you know what do i know so um like I said, uh, if, if Nikki wants to keep that number one spot, she got to keep cranking out hits. If she ain't going to crank out hits, then, like I said, there's always going to be somebody new trying to claim and come for that number one spot. And if you ain't doing anything, get the hell out of the way and let them shine. But um, anything else you want to add before we uh, – well, since we uh, we are all on the Grammys, before we uh, talk about them, anything else you want to add?
3: Tell me, we lost him again, Jarrett.
0: Jarrett. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, anything else you want to add before uh, we uh, talk about the Grammys?
1: No, nah, no, nah, we go ahead and move on, man. I just wanted to I just want to say one last thing about that. Um I just want to see unity, man. Right. just fighting over about bullshit, just dumb petty shit, the small shit, man. Just, just get back to making dope ass music, man. It's always to focus, great music.
0: Right. It you is, because um uh, I mean like well, would you say uh, female rap doesn't get respected because they do uh petty shit like this?
1: Nah, because they the labels set the narrative of what they want people to hear, right? If that's the case, Rhapsody would be the dopest female out right now. Right? But they don't want that. They you know, did they, they had a certain market. They they targeted once they know the certain amount of people buy this type of music, they're going to tackle that market.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Notice all the female artists is like, fuck this nigga, fuck this, fuck this. All of them got relationships. <laughs> Come on, bro. Beyonce, Lemonade. Beyonce, we still with Jay-Z. Karachi mm-hmm. um, fucks with Diddy. Yeah. Uh, JT fucks with Uzi. Lotto fucks with 21 Savage, allegedly. And, um, who else? Um, who else be talking that shit? Oh, Cardi fuck with Offset. So it was like, come on. sweetie was fucking with Quavo at the time. Now she's struggling. So it was like, now it's like, I mean, they just, they just know how to say what people want to hear, that's what the people market. So, it is what it is, man. Just keep keep feeding your families, man. All
0: right, right. And and you know, we like you said, we do need more uh, female unity. But like, well, let me ask you this uh, before we move on: like, who would you want to hear a collaboration, female wise? Bro.
3: Uh, rhapsody. Maybe hmm. a rhapsody and. Hmm. Rhapsody and Nikki might
1: be dope.
0: It might be, but I kind of feel right. like Nikki's ego might just be like, nah, you can't outshine me on this. Right. In my opinion.
1: That's cool. But it still make a dope it'll make a dope track though. Mm-hmm. If it was just barring up. Like, I want that type of track. Nikki just focus on the bars. Like.
3: That'd be dope. Right. But other than that,
0: no. I would probably say maybe Rhapsody and Meg. Okay. Do have bars? When you think about it.
1: Yeah, I just feel like Meg's like it just sounds repetitive. Oh. It just sounds like one big song right now with her. I just need her to challenge herself a little bit more. Ooh. Challenge different sounds, challenge different, Producers, you know.
0: Um, yeah, you right, because, you know.
1: You know, go to different genres. Like, don't, don't just focus on, once you get outside yourself, you'll be great. Like, once you get, you know, once you become the best rapper, cool. You want to go from rapper to artist, not rapper making the style. You know, you want to be artist making a style. You want to be the artist. That's more respect. Put on your name when they say artist making style. And then you go to the point where you're just your name, you're your own genre. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just. It's just Eminem. You know what I'm saying? It's not like rapper Eminem. It's just Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Once you take your shit and John was off your shit, that's when you know you made it. It's just, you're just your name. Mm -hmm. Jay Z is his name. Beyonce is his name. Kanye is his name. Eminem is his name. Like, you're not saying rapper Jay Z. (laughs) You see, like, come on. Like,
0: Oh, they'll probably say that on um, right, unless he does right. something bad on Fox News.
1: Oh yeah, Fox News, like rapper Jay I'm like, come on, with this shit. come on, bro.
0: Right, but that's a good point, and and, and I kind of do agree with that too. Like, I kind of feel like she does need to, you know, challenge herself, but I also get that, you know, she's sticking with the same production team that got her to where she is too. But, man,
1: yeah, I, you, you got to, you know, challenge gotta, yourself. Man, we got to challenge ourselves, bro. No Kanye no Kanye album sounded like at all.
0: hmm That's true. Yeah. Um, so regardless I mean, how you... Work with different producers, too.
1: Yeah, regardless of how you feel about the content, you can't say that no album sounds like this one that's that's jay-z that's kanye that's tyler the creator like no album sounds no two albums sound like every album vibe
0: right you you gotta experiment with the sound too but you know uh, it, it's like i said i i get that they want to stick with you know what got them to where they are now but when you constantly stay the same you know, people are going to want more. They're going to want different. They're going to want, you know, something they haven't heard before. Right. Oh, another one. What about, uh, I would say Glorilla and
3: Hmm. maybe Lotto? Yeah
1: i go as far as Glor- Glorilla and um, Gangsta Boo.
0: Ooh. Hey.
1: Since they both from, um, uh, you know, Memphis. That's true. That'd be a good co-sign.
0: Right. They work with um...
1: Glorilla already. One
0: that's producing out of 3-6 uh, Mafia. Is it both of them or... Uh...
1: It's both. It's both. Uh, Juicy J and DJ Paul.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, they they can definitely uh, do something with the both of them. They can definitely do something.
1: I can see them doing something. I said this. I said Gorilla should have a, a album produced by Three Six.
0: Ooh. Yeah, and and I, I, uh, even though he ain't here, I remember seeing Kyle saying that uh, Gorilla should have a gangster grills, but it's just like. You know, cause you're hot at the time. That doesn't mean you, you know, get yeah,
1: that. We, don't want, we don't want to slut out gangsta grills.
0: Right.
1: I already got like five out right now. like,
0: Which is all fire.
1: NBA young boy, this, this tape is fire. Jesus shit is fire.
0: Oh yeah, uh, that snowfall is good.
1: I think Snoop got one. I ain't get to hear Snoops yet. Which is kind of weird. I don't know. Right. On paper, weird. But it might be pretty good, too.
0: It could be. Uh, especially uh, with the beats that she gets. But I kind of feel like Gangsta Grill should be, you know, maybe an annual to two-year type of deal. That way you're not burning it out. You're not... Um, you know, overexposing yourself, you know, it you know, just give you know just do it a little bit annually or two years. I don't think you need to uh you know bring I don't think you really need to, you know, stretch it out and have this many tapes, you know, a certain amount of year. But that's just me.
3: Yeah. That's facts.
0: Hmm. Um. But yeah. Um. We we just need more female unity. But uh, let let's go ahead. Let's talk about um uh, the Grammys. Um. Let me bring this up real quick. Um. Basically, what's going on with uh the Grammys is that uh voting for the twenty twenty three Grammys is already uh going on. And the valid uh, basically reveals that Drake and The Weekend are continuing to withhold their music from the uh, awards consideration. Uh, what a lot of people forget that uh, you know Drake has had a long history with the uh, with the Grammys, and so has uh, The Weekend as well too. Uh, but their um, respective solo albums that were eligible, uh, honestly, never mind and Dawn FM. They're, um, nowhere to be found as long, um, also, uh, with their major singles as well. Um, like I said, with Drake, he has long been frustrated with the Grammys. Um, he skipped the show way back in 2017, I believe, and criticized the Academy for, you know, nominating, uh, hotline bling in rap categories, even though he is told that his, um... It was a pop song and basically uh, like we talked about uh, last year, he pulled his music, his music from consideration after receiving uh, nominations for uh, certified lover boy and way too sexy and basically uh, pulled him out of consideration for that, which left uh, four albums uh, in the rap category for last year. And uh, with The weekend, he began uh, his boycott uh, two years ago after not getting anything for uh, After Hours being hugely successful or any of its singles. Um, back then, uh, he said in a statement, uh, because of the secret committees, I will no longer allow my label to submit my music to the Grammys. Um and he has said, um, since the Recording Academy has changed some of its rules, he basically, um, doubled down and said that he would not be sub- submitting his work, uh, to the Grammys, and, um, um, other than that, well, we'll get to, uh, Silk Sonic's, uh, reason on why they, um, they're not getting, um, why they don't want to be nominated for the Grammys, but, um, do you think uh, Drake and The Weeknd should con- uh, consider submitting their uh, work for the Grammys?
3: Um,
1: not if you're going to complain every year about it. Like, don't even submit it. If you know the same shit's going to happen every year and you're going to get shortchanged, you're going to get slighted every year, like, why do it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you just, want, you just want that validation again. You just want that Grammy hunt. To get a Grammy, like, just fuck it, bro. Just don't even submit it.
0: All right.
1: Do you care I do about. Do
0: remember? What, go
1: ahead. Do you care about what other people think about your shit? Or do you care about what you, how you feel about it, you know, genuinely from the heart and how you put out your content?
0: Hmm. Yeah, um. I I sorry. do remember. Uh, he won. I want to say 2019 for uh God's plan, and he had that award. Uh, he had that speech, and then the Grammys just cut him off suddenly. Oh yeah. But um, I mean, I I definitely think they shouldn't submit. Because now, uh, you know, since you know they they are working hard, they are you know trying to put out good music for the people, and you know since we have said the Grammys have always been out of touch with uh, you know the culture, it's just like why submit something, you know, that the culture likes, but you know the Grammy uh, Grammy nomination committee can't understand. So I definitely think uh, I definitely think uh, they shouldn't. But uh, with Silk Sonic, um, let let me let me even uh, let me give you the statement that they put out. Uh, but first, uh, the duo of Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, uh, for those who don't know who Silk Sonic is, uh, has also decided to not submit their uh, their album uh, for Grammy consideration. Um, their statement is, and, you know, this is word for word, we truly put our all on this record, but Silk Sonic would like to gracefully, humbly, and, mo- and most importantly, sexually bow-, bow out of submitting our album this year Um and that statement came from Bruno Mars. We hope we can celebrate with everyone on a great year of music and partake in the party. Thank you for letting Silk Sonic thrive. <laughs> so, um, do you think they should? Um, do you think they should submit their music to the Grammys?
3: <laughs>
0: Here.
1: Yup.
0: Okay, there we go.
1: Okay.
0: Do you think uh, Silk Sonic should submit their uh, music to the Grammy since they're bowing out as well? And what was their reasoning? Uh This is the statement that Bruno Mars put. Uh, he said, we truly put our all on this record, but Silk Sonic would like to gracefully, humbly, and and most important, sexually bow out of submitting our album this year. We hope we can celebrate with everyone on a great year of music and partake in the party. Thank you for letting Silk Sonic thrive.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what that... What the fuck wrote that shit for him?
0: I have no idea.
1: I know them that come up with that shit. <laughs> the niggas got writers Ghost writers and shit writing their statements <laughs> Sexually the fuck are you talking about I don't know That's weirdo shit <laughs>
0: That's weirdo shit I mean, I, I mean with that one I mean I, I need more of a reason other than that i mean
1: what kind of reason is that bruh that shit was so vague
0: (laughs) right i mean that
1: statement like what the fuck that's not telling me why you i would like to grow out gracefully sexually i'm like okay so why are you leaving again right Not tell me why like okay whatever
0: okay um
1: no one later goes
0: on to say, Andy and I and everyone that worked on this project, won the moment the world responded to leave the door open. Everything else was just icing on the cake. We thank the Grammys for allowing us to perform on their platform, not once, but twice in awarding us at last year's ceremony. We'd be crazy to ask for anything more. Um, yeah, that's basically what they put. Um, so basically, um, but I don't think Silk Sonic Really has anything to lose Especially since uh, According to Rolling Stone uh, From where I got this statement uh, Leave the door open Swept all four categories And it was nominated uh, During April ceremony Including song and record of the year Yeah So I mean uh, it, It's kind of a Like Why I mean, I, I need something more than, you know, that statement. I I kind of feel like, um, so they're just saying all this because, you know, they they feel like they've they done their job and they won enough and, like, are you just saying this to, you know, let other people win or are you just saying this because, you know, like, you you don't want anything else like or is is the group done like you know. Yeah, give, give us something other than that you know. But I I don't know. But uh, I mean it. I kind of feel like if you want to drop out of uh the Grammys, it's either because you've you know continually lost, or you know. You kind of feel like the culture really doesn't give a damn. Uh, the Grammys don't really give a damn about the culture, or uh, or the music yes. you're putting out.
1: That's definitely it. That's number one right there. They don't give a fuck, bro.
0: That's true.
1: They don't they never give a fuck. Why is Nas now winning a Grammy and he put out Illmatic? Why Snoop never got a Grammy for Doggy Style? You know what I'm saying? It's just like certain shit. It's just like, bro, they've been overlooking us.
0: Right, they have. I, I'll give you that, but, you know, but, I kind of feel like... Yeah,
1: I'm saying they that they main...
0: still kind of feel like rap is, you know, kind of this quote-unquote fad that they thought was going to, you know, come and go, but still here, still thriving. Yeah, it's
1: to the point where Beyonce and them ain't even... Coming unless they get unless they win this shit,
0: right? That that's kind of the same statement on why Eminem uh, said he he would never return to the Grammy Grammys uh, too. Because I remember I, I believe it was with Sway, uh, either Sway or Charlemagne the God, one of the two. Uh, he gave his uh, his reasons on why he would uh, never come back to the Grammys because it's just like you know why waste time you know saying you're nominated. And then, as soon as you get there, you're not winning. And even, you know, Eminem said he's cool, you know, losing to somebody like Kanye, uh, bec- uh, since uh, Kanye definitely has that following and fans. You know, but it's just like, you know, why nominate him if he's not going to win? So I, I definitely, you know, understand that.
1: And they probably like, you know come to the show, bro. Come to the show. And then you get there and y'all shit on them. Right. You make it seem like you about to win the shit and then you give it to somebody else. That's fucked up. Right.
0: Right. You just sit, uh, you just getting their hopes up just to, you know, crush it.
1: Yeah, you just looking out for yourself. So now, oh yeah, we got such and a Drake's here. Mm-hmm. That's- if Drake show up,
3: if Jay and, and J and B show up, yeah. So.
0: All right. And I think we asked this question too, but do you think uh, the uh, do you think hip hop needs the Grammys, or do you think the Grammys need hip hop?
1: The Grammys need hip hop because it's the most popular genre right now. And it's the youngest. Everything is hip-hop now. you just going to have to adapt to it. They don't want to, though. Because like you said, they don't respect it. They thought it was a fad. They didn't understand it. And they still don't understand, like, why is this shit so popular? Dude, that's why they're doing so much to tear it down. That's why they don't get the respect. They're going to give that uh, award to motherfucking Macklemore and shit.
0: Right, I definitely think think the Grammys need hip-hop too because, you know, not only is it one of the most popular genres of music, but, you know, that's where a lot of these, um, where the young people are flocking to. Because they can relate to it, they like it, you know, and plus, you know, it's a break from, you know, hearing, you know, the same old, same old, whether it's on pop, uh, pop radio, country, they want to hear something, you know, they can, you know, groove to, they can relax, chill, dance, whatever. Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely the Grammys need uh, hip hop more hip-hop needing the grammys but uh that and i kind of noticed they they're doing the same to uh the rock genre too they're kind of not um flocking to them more uh, but the rock genre i've seen them they're uh they're um what you call their uh, awards aren't getting televised either too so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if you know people in the rock category they start boy uh, boycotting the Grammys too. Yeah. Yeah. De- um, when when it comes to um, Silk Sonic and that uh, and that excuse, uh, I kind of feel like you know you you got to give me something else, you know, because with that statement it, it's kind of making me say okay, so. Are you just saying you're giving the other nominees the chance to shine? Like, is it because the group is breaking up? You know, so, something like that. Because, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like you said, it is, it is kind of vague too. But, you know, you know give, give me something other than that. Give, give me an excuse that makes me want to go, oh, okay, that's understandable. You know, like Drake's and The Weekends, uh, but uh, I definitely understand. Uh, you know, Drake and The Weeknd not wanting to not wanting to get have their music submitted. But you know, uh, I, I'm all for it since you know they kind of feel like they're getting shafted, and uh, you know, why show up to a place where you know you're not gonna win. Um, anything else you want to add Before we get into uh, Gotta go
3: Jarrett Oh don't tell me we lost him again Jarrett Oh I think we lost him
1: Yo.
0: Okay there we go um anything else you want to add before we get into uh one gotta go?
1: Nah, that's um yeah, bro. I feel like the Grammy shouldn't define who you are as an artist. I understand the accolades you can get for being from having a Grammy, but I feel like you don't really need it, bro. You don't need it. You know, right, it. it's
0: it's like they don't, you don't need to be they a good actor it. to have an Oscar.
1: Yeah, because we don't know what's behind, who is behind these committees to where, who's co-signing, who's signing off, who gets what, who's putting people behind these categories, who's putting people in these positions to like, like, no, bro, fuck that, fuck all that, bro, I'm good. I'd be good without the green my whole life, that's, I mean, I will be good. Now, it'd be dope if you got an EGOT, that's, that's fire
0: but Ooh. Uh, that's, that's one of the hardest achievements you can get.
1: Uh, I think common is close. Yep. I
0: common think it's close.
1: Uh, I think, I think Jennifer Hudson has one.
0: Yep. She's got that achievement. John legend has. Eminem is close. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Getting uh, the EGOT, the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Tony—that yeah, that, that's one of the hardest achievements you can ever uh, get in your career.
1: Yeah, Droy Badass just needs two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He just needs a. In uh,
0: the
1: Tony. No, he just needs an Emmy. He needs an Emmy and a Tony.
0: Yeah, but you, but you know. Uh, Ain't no rappers gonna be writing no Broadway musicals. Right. I, I could be wrong, but
3: we could be, we could be wrong. We don't know. Right. We don't know. Right.
0: Um anything else you wanna add before we get into uh one got to go?
3: Um no no no, we go we good,
0: we good. All right, let, let's go ahead and get into one. Uh, this one gotta go. It's a uh, special Halloween edition, and by that I mean um, four albums we have. Uh, they all came out in um, on on Halloween Day, October 31st, and uh, with this we just see we just give our reason for which one has to go. Um, the four choices we have for this episode we have uh, live love ASAP by ASAP Rocky, Stankonia from Outcast, uh, the dynasty from Jay Z, and without warning from um, 21. Um, out of those four, Jared, uh, which one got to go?
3: Hmm. Outcast,
1: Jay-Z, 21 Savage, and what else was the last one?
0: ASAP. Uh, live, love, ASAP.
1: Yeah, but 21 Savage got to go, bro. Just, I mean, the tape was solid, but I feel like it wasn't a together tape. It was just two people collaborating. You feel what I'm saying?
0: Yeah,
1: like it's, it didn't feel like what a time to be alive, where both of them was like rapping, up, rapping on the shit. You know, like it was a together project. Right. This one, it feel like, oh, this is just two people on this tape. You get your, you gonna work on certain songs together, but you gonna get your half, and I'm gonna get my half solo. Like that ain't no, that ain't no fucking collab tape, man. <laughs> they ain't no collab tape. That shit, that. That shit did like a copy and paste tape. That shit is copy and paste it, man. Copy and paste. Yeah, man. Copy a, copy some something from another mixtape and just pasted it on air. Like, like no, bro. I'm good. Now nah, it was dope. You know, North song, you know, you had Rick Flair drip. That was dope. Big offset record by himself. Um, clear
0: yeah, himself in the video.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was hard. And that's yeah, that's it. Oh my chopper hate niggas. <laughs> that's you know very ignorant, very you know, a that I like. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that was fine. But yeah, like I said, bro, the tape it just wasn't no collab. It was just like a, it was like two people, two niggas, just put together. You know what I'm saying? It just seems random as fuck. Mhm.
0: Like yeah, like you said, like uh, one person, one person writes their uh, lyrics, and other person goes in the other room writes theirs, and then they go in the booth. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, I
1: ain't yeah, I ain't fuck with it. Alkaz, of course. Snake was a great, 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 great project. Great. He, um you could tell that, you know, Three Stacks really produced that shit. Like he really like you could tell he had more creative control with that album with the beat with the beat selection. Mm-hmm. I think their producer's name was Earth Tone when he was yeah. doing beats.
3: Yeah. And
1: yeah, then Andre started doing more beats and he was learning. So by the time he hit Staconian, he was doing all the beats. And it shit was fire, man. The album cover itself is dope as fuck.
0: Right, the black fl- uh, American flag.
1: Like a regular flag. They both standing crazy. At that time. Like, it was dope because you coming off of criminal, And I just like the way they like. I don't know. That was a great experimental album. That was fucking great. Great fucking album, man. Stick on it. Like, it's just songs. I think my favorite song off that shit might be "Snapping and Trapping." Like, they killed him. Killin', that's the first time you heard Killer Mike and he killed that shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Long before uh, the whole world.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yes. Um.
0: I gotta go back and listen to that one. Yeah,
1: what's we called? The Dynasty. Great. Great collaboration album, low key. Um they have songs like, like um Dynasty Intro Classic. I feel like Street, I feel like Street's Is Talking is probably the best song on there. Something about human beings, man, when they get together they they create, they create magic. They should have did more collabs. They should.
3: Have. Uh, what else? What else was good? Oh, I Just Want to Love You, of course. Classic. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Really. Oh, uh, Stick to the Script. Classic. Yeah, it was a classic. You know, that was
1: Bandana J. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, was rocking the bandanas 2000. That was his vibe. Right.
3: it was dope. It was a
1: dope little project. I remember listening to it when I was in school. Like that was cool. Live love ASAP. He just he defined a whole era that year. It was like hood hipsters coming out of New York with a different sound and sound different. New York traditional. And they had their own influences on the music. Like, it was dope. I like how they did that shit. I like their whole little crew. You know, Ryan, Routine, and a lot of niggas in one group. So, so, yeah, it was fire. So, it was fire.
3: But,
1: yeah, 21 Savage shit got to go. It just didn't hold no weight. <laughs> It just didn't hold no fucking weight, not compared to them shits. It was a good tape, but I just felt like he just put two random niggas together and just like, hey man, do something. There's <laughs> no it was just it was just random as fuck, bro. I even I even I even enjoy the Honcho Jack shit better than goddamn. At least that felt like a, a group project.
0: I honestly almost forgot about that.
1: Exactly. <laughs> At least that shit was better than goddamn without warning.
0: Like with it's, the uh the honcho jack, like I I honestly can't remember anything off that album. Oh uh
1: they had and I a song.
0: I'm not even uh looking it up. Well I'll
1: look up they cut they, they they had a song called Black and Chinese.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's Um, me, I, I'm probably gonna have to agree with you too, uh, yep. and say without warning. Um,
1: uh, should have called. Should have called that shit. Should have kept that shit called without dropping. <laughs>
0: Without
3: dropping.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna have to say uh without warning's gotta go too. Um uh, I mean you basically said it, uh everything else holds weight. But you know, with uh with without warning, um other than Ric Flair Drift, I mean nothing really stood out on that album for me. I mean nothing really um You know, other than Ric Flair Drip, you know, other than that, uh, I mean, it it was kind of a forgettable album, if I got to be honest. Because, like you said, uh, Live Love ASAP, that's what uh, put Rocky on the map. Peso was a huge hit. Um, What else? Brand new guy with Schoolboy Q, bass, um, that intro to... Um I I can oh oh uh say saying what's up. I think that was like the third or fourth song off that album. Um,
1: oh head.
0: Oh head, oh yeah, I remember that one too. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think that came around a time where New York was starting to get quiet with uh, you know, rap too. 'Cause that came out in twenty eleven. So well, twenty twelve, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, purple kisses was hard too. hmm Yeah,
0: that, a, that came around. Yeah.
1: It was a breakfast. fresh air when it came out,
0: I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, it was Purple Swag. I know that's not off uh that's not on the album. I think that's on the album. Or, or was that just a Lucy? Which one? Purple Swag.
1: Purple Swag was a Lucy. No, oh, okay. Purple Swag. No, 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 Purple Swag was off of uh, uh, Deep Purple. It was off his first mixtape. Okay. A lot of people don't know about that one.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, that was around a time where you know New York really wasn't doing anything. New York was just kind of quiet since, you know, Jay, he was getting, uh, he was, you know, becoming multimillionaire to, you know, the billionaire that he is now at the time. So he wasn't really dropping anything, um, you know, 50 cent, he was off doing the whole TV thing. So, you know, it it definitely was a, a breath of fresh air and, you know, um. And it helped, you know, get New York back on the map for for a quick minute, too. So Live, Love, ASAP can stay. Stankonia, that's a down south classic right there from, uh, you know, Miss Jackson, so fresh, so clean. Uh, Bombs over uh, Baghdad, uh, too. Uh, Even that intro slaps, too, you know. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know, uh, you know. Uh Gasoline dreams. Yep.
1: Do everybody let the smell of gasoline? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's a down
3: south
0: classic, too. You uh, can tell
1: Andre took, took control of the uh, production on them shits. Who did? Andre. You can tell Andre to get hacked. Full control over the whole production of the album, like the whole creativity, because it just went left from a mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it was still dope, and the skits was funny as fuck. The prenup skit was dope. Uh, cruising ATL skit was dope. Break like after every, <laughs> after <laughs> every skit, say break like the huddle like. <laughs> It was a creative as fuck. You know, hits after hits after hits off that bitch, though. God damn. So Fresh and so Clean, Miss Jackson. What else?
3: What was this uh, off there?
0: Uh, bombs Over uh, Baghdad, like I said.
1: Oh, my God. Steve, uh, Dreams. The That song came out. Bombs Over Baghdad. Oh, my God. That video. Was so right. dope, and I was like, Yo, these Roder's niggas were
0: snapping
1: are on that too. Snapping on that, shit and then and then big boy rapping, like big boy held his own, too. Right, who know Those, straight his own. Never seen the pimp on the microphone by back out by the street. You know, every time he meets by back, bro. I used to learn, I used to know both verses by heart, bro. Damn.
3: One nine nine nine. I, Andre running down that
1: field with them kids chasing him, bro. That's just classic, right. bro. Too hot to catch hell. Hot. Oh no, bro. Gangster shit. Oh my god. <laughs> song. Now that I'm thinking about the playlist, I remember a lot of shit now the gangster shit song do you really want to know about the gangster shit of <laughs> so, so clean up but don't gain the back up <laughs> no that nigga andre outcast beat him we said what you say outcast beat the. what do you say how did how did andre first go
3: on um, uh, Which one?
1: Gangster shit. Yeah, the last verse. Shit, how did that go? Um, Outcast, we the shit. Yeah, them niggas is hard. Harder than a nigga trying to impress God. Damn, you know how hard that is? Harder than a nigga trying to impress God? <laughs> it's hard to impress this nigga. This nigga's perfect. Right. The way Andre, that's what I ain't gonna lie. That's what really, no, that's not the album that separated them two. You know, Andre from Big Boy. It was a criminal that started first. Uh huh. That started. And then them, them niggas, by the time Stick On came out, them niggas took off. Then Andre took the fuck off. Like, that's when you could see his genius, and he started singing more. You notice he was started singing more on records now.
0: Uh huh. That and I think Stankonia, uh, I think that was their most successful album until they dropped "Speaker Box" and "Love Below."
1: Yeah, it was. It was.
0: But that's definitely uh, a, a top three outcast album for me. Right there, Stankonia. Uh, Stay. Or the uh, my
1: favorite, one of my favorite toiletisha. <laughs> Damn my mission. Yeah. They killed that shit. <laughs> killed that shit. This red is, I don't know where they was going with this with the vision, but they killed that shit. Like it was just unique and dope. in fact, yeah. it was from Atlanta with a different perspective. You could tell they come from that. They come from that tribe tree. You could tell, bro. They speak very highly of tribe. I think they try to emulate they style of tribe. They said that. Andre said that. Did they? Yeah. Man, I'm going to
3: have to
1: look that up. said that. Andre said
0: that.
1: Uh, Andre said that at Fife's, Fife's funeral.
0: Oh, okay. That makes
1: sense. Makes sense. Thanks. hit hell. Dungeon Family is like the, this, that's the South Wu-Tang.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Cause damn near everybody came from there. Yeah. Don't forget Future came from, uh, Dungeon Family too.
1: Came from that too, exactly.
0: I definitely can say the dynasty can stay because I mean damn too many too many uh good songs off that one too uh the intro probably um one of his best songs that he hasn't put out in a video uh I mean just that beat itself I mean just uh you know him waiting for it to um or, at First time you just waiting for uh, Jay to start rapping the theme song to the Sopranos plays in my mental uh, plays in the key of life on my mental piano. And, you know, later on, he's just been.
3: Watching I my did. Niggas,
0: um, uh, how did what did he say again? Oh, watch it. My niggas was trying to be calm, but I'm going to get richer through any means with that thing that Malcolm Palm in the picture. I'm just like, damn.
1: Yeah, he said Only songs I read is on the arms of my niggas Right Oh my god It's just like, fuck, bruh He good at letting the beat breathe And just talking on it That shit is so hard when he do that shit Right Walk with me Smile with me Come on <laughs> Come on, but that was hard
0: Right. Yes. Who produced that uh, intro? Was it uh, just Blaze?
3: Uh, good question. I think it was Blaze. Maybe look. Because I remember
0: around uh, early 2000s, that's who uh, Jay was working with uh, mostly at the time.
1: Yeah, it was Blaze.
0: Okay. Yeah, you got that intro. You gotta uh, change the game. Uh, you know that's where that uh, phrase "I will not lose" comes from.
1: Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, bro. That motherfucking this can't be life with that Kanye beat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he killed that shit.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, um, certified classic. I just wanna love you from Pharrell and the Neptunes. Streets is talking. Uh, guilty until proven innocent. That one to get. That one really don't get talked about as much. But you know, that was a good collaboration uh, at the time between him and um, R. Kelly.
3: Yeah, it was. Uh,
0: Guilty until proven incident, I remember uh, Jay; he was going through that whole um, nightclub incident uh, that happened in New York. Uh, I think near the end of '99.
1: That's when he stabbed somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's some. Maybe that's another incident.
0: I mean, that's the only incident I can think of.
1: No, he stabbed Un. I forgot about that. But I forgot what happened at the club, shit.
0: Yeah. I think it was was that incident.
1: Yeah. But he got with Beyonce, you know what I'm saying, cleaned his image a little bit. That's so dope. He was already a dope nigga, but then you got the 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 it girl at the time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: popping girl at the time. Like, come on, bro, You just kept winning. Your life is perfect. It's like his his life is damn near perfect, bro. Right. It would never be a nigga like that. Like, not hit not with his story.
0: Right, I, I may need to uh, read into uh, the whole backstory of that, too, because uh,
1: yeah, because
0: the o- only thing I can think of was that uh, nightclub stabbing, like you said, on how all that, everything that happened, and, and I'm, well, I'm thinking that's probably what the song is about. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, that is, it is. Yeah,
0: uh, definitely guilty until proven innocent. Uh, Parking lot pimping. Still still a great album. Uh, some of it has aged well, too. Especially, you know, some 20-something, some 20-plus years later, too. So, uh, definitely, that can stay. Um, yeah, without warning could go, because, I mean, even though it is the youngest album out of all three, uh, I, I just felt like... Like it, it was just a forgettable album because other than Ric Flair J- drip, without looking looking up the track listing, I can't think of anything else. So I, I gotta say, uh, without warning, gotta go to maybe, um, maybe later on, uh, you can look back and say it, it's it'll be a good album, but for now, it it. Um, it's basically a forgettable album, so without warning. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to add before we get into uh, shout-outs and album recommendations?
3: Um, Should we go ahead? All
0: right. uh, Yeah, let's go ahead and get into uh, shout-outs and album recommendations. Go ahead, Jared.
1: um shout out to all the fans out there that's been supporting from day one um i know lately we've been you know due to our busy schedules you know we've been putting it out like that you know timely fashion but i mean you know life happens so i just get you know just gotta be patient with us and we guarantee we're gonna put something out I only want my people to be safe, and just be cautious who's around you, and be careful about you know your kids with strangers, and you just gotta be aware. You just gotta be on survival mode at this point in life, and this you know this day and age, and just be mindful of things. And I just want my niggas to do research. Like, don't just go by headline based. Like, really dig into the story. Like, that's what would be wrong sometimes. Is like, we get our, our opinions based off social media and we don't come up with our own opinion because it's unpopular. Like, you can't go by that. You got to show niggas what you stand for and what you stand on. And once everybody gets that, I feel like, everybody and and you don't have to agree with nobody bro it's good to agree to disagree because i respect your opinion like it's opinion for a reason like i don't like you you stand on what you believe in i stand on what i believe in we ain't gotta agree but we can still have a good conversation so so it's just like i don't i just don't i just don't like this espn ass answers that people be giving out like i know where you got that from bro you, I know, I know what you're looking at. You're not really looking at, just like the whole. I, I would give you an example. It's like when the when when Meek and Drake was beefing, and Meek Mill came out with DC Four, and I checked it out. I was like, Yo, let me let me see what he let me see what he talking about, and he was really spitting some shit. I was like, Oh shit, this nigga might be back. I tell I'm telling people at work like, Yo. Meek dropped Dream Chasers 4. Man, listen to that shit. Man, I'm Team Drake. I'm like, oh, here we go. Like it's a perfect example. Like you just you just going by social media. It's just cool to kick Meek down while he's down. But mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, I just want people to be careful. Thank you. Shout out to Cal Bell. Um, doing really well right now. I'm proud of him with all he's accomplished. Um, and just thank you to the people, man. I appreciate it to all the other people that's listening on other streams, and just, just thank you. Um, album recommend- recommendation. recommendations. Album recommendation. Um. <laughs>
3: Mmm. <sighs> mm. I'm gonna go with
1: hmm. you guys. Let me see. Um what's they called, bro? Niggas call them. Oh yeah, I got one. Oh let me find it on my Spotify. Um Okay, I got one. Everybody, my first the album that I need for y'all to listen to, and it came out '97, and they came out with this is my favorite. This is exclusive. This is my favorite hip hop song of all time. Can't blow. Uptown Saturday Night, 1997. Can't blow, can't blow. is the best hip hop song I've ever heard in my fucking life, and the beat is just so. The beat is just so dope, dog. The beat is fire. The flow, the beat, like. Da-da, da-da. That shit is hard to this day. That beat will never get old.
0: Wasn't that originally for Jay Z? I
1: never heard that.
3: I never I'm heard that. Heard... That's true.
0: I think I think I heard one song was originally from Jay Z off that album.
1: It might be Lucini.
0: I could kind of see him on it, but
3: not really.
1: But yeah, that's that's a yeah, that's a dope ass album, bro. That um, what else is on that album? Um, Coolie High. Oh yeah, love
3: that one.
1: Cooly high with the um, funny how time flies. Janet Jackson sample,
2: mm-hmm.
1: classic shit. Man, I um, all I remember is Mac Miller. Every time I hear that beat, I hear, I remember Mac Miller rapping on that shit and killing that shit. It was on the remember highlight.
0: You did that on again.
1: This is on a High Life mixtape. Who? Mac Miller. What about him?
0: Oh, the song he all uh, rapped off that.
1: He rapped off Coolie High.
0: No, I mean the, the song
3: title. Oh. um. <sighs> Um, Meg Miller, it's called the finer things. So yeah, jot that down, the finer things.
1: um currency too currency wrapped on it too i forgot about that
3: it was mm-hmm. off the oh we'll take those um yeah
1: it's called raps and hustles
3: okay
1: Yeah. Raps and hustles, life some crowns in my life, don't discuss some coops and little Jets. He pretty much took a biggie line and put it in a chorus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are old tapes, like 08 and shit. Yeah. That, that was second. It was like Mac Miller's second tape before. This was the tape before um, kids, the high life. When Mac Miller was just rapping on dope ass hip hop beats, instrumentals like Lord Finesse and shit.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah, he was just rapping on dope ass instrumentals and shit, like you know. It was like the middle-class white boy. You know what I'm saying? Like talks about... He's like the white currency or shit. <laughs> it was like a mix between whiz and currency. That's why I called him. Oh. oh before that uh, 2010 um, tape they dropped. You're right, yeah, yeah. Yep. But, but yeah, that's it, man. Cooley High really high, man. Uptown Saturday Night 97. Dope. I remember the video. Just dope. I used, I couldn't wait to come home and watch that shit on Rap City. That beat, to me, that's the, that's my favorite hip-hop song, because every time that beat come on the radio, it's just, you just have to stop and just, that beat is just so golden. Man. And shout out to Angie Stone, because she remixed that shit, too. Matter of fact, well, It's called, damn, I think it's called Love's Ghetto. Lover's Ghetto, bro. Okay. Listen to that shit. My of fact, listen to that shit when we get off this phone, nigga. All
2: right.
1: Lover's Ghetto. It's pretty much an R&B version of Luchini. Okay. And she just singing off that beat. That shit is so hard. 'Cause I remember my mama had that album and that and she was playing it. We was going to Savannah and she was playing the album through and it stopped on that track. I was like, oh shit. I know like, no, she didn't
3: rap on that shit. Like that shit was hard. Right. But yeah, man, that's it for me, bro.
0: Yeah, definitely. Shout out to uh, Kyle Bill. we we trying to get him back on uh, the show, but, you know, like we said, scheduling conflicts are a pain in the ass. But, uh, yeah, he's still with us, still on the show. He'll um, tell you, go get his sister's wine. Um, Sinshine, C-Y-N-S-H-I-N-E dot com. Go get your bottle. Um, know shout out to everybody who had a good halloween i mean just just be uh hope everybody was safe hope everybody uh had fun whatever y'all did uh even if you just stayed at home i mean you had fun you know doing something safe whether it was you know time with family watching scary stuff uh nothing wrong with it uh it's just as long as you had fun uh, as long as you were safe um, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, don't forget to hit up the shop, uh, to get your shirt, uh, hoodie, uh, so, and things like that too, um, as in the show notes, uh, shout out to everybody, um, you know, still on their grind, still, you know, working on a hustle, um, Get your hustle and apply pressure is all I can say. Um, And make your money. Um,
3: Album recommendation.
0: Uh, Album recommendation. I'm probably going to have to say for album recommendation... Uh, I'll give you good kid Mad City since it just turned. uh it celebrated its tenth anniversary uh, not too long ago. Um, uh, i I think nothing needs to be said said about this album that we already know. Still a great album ten years later. Um, just a great uh, reflection of uh, a great storytelling uh, album as well too. and uh, I think back when you know the album turned ten, I never knew there were so many like indie um alternative band samples that were a part of this album too because um the recipe that was sampled from an uh, from an indie band. Uh, I didn't even know swimming pools that was uh, sampled from an alternative band. Um, I believe it, yeah. Yeah, uh, I may have to send you uh, the clip of that too. Um, oh. Money trees that was sampled from an alternative man. Uh, crazy part about that sample is um, it's basically played backwards so that way you can hear how they um, got the, the beat to that. Uh, well. Uh, yeah, just like that kind of blew my mind with some of these, uh, with some of these alternative bands and you know the samples that they had and producer's ears for that is just you know incredible on how they put that together too. So yeah, uh, you know. Uh, other than that, uh, as we all know, um, uh, Money Trees, uh, um, Ant City. Um, One of my favorites that doesn't get talked about enough is uh, Good Kid. That's the one that had um, Brown singing the chorus, too. Best hallucinations, baby. You know, that one. uh, That one Uh. doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, Backseat Freestyle. uh, Thing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst, uh, one of my favorites off that. But I can't really listen to that too much because I'll admit that one kind of, you know, gets me down a little bit. Um, SCP, Compton. Uh just, just one hit after another. And it was a great album to, you know, introduce Kendrick into a wider audience and then the next thing you know, uh the audience for him just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until he's one of the biggest um uh, rap artists in the world. So uh, Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Um yeah, go go re-listen to uh, Good Kid Matt City. Still great all this time. Yeah, good kid Matt City. But uh anything else you want to add before we uh, get on out of here?
1: No, we're gonna dip out.
0: All right, yeah, that's that's um a wrap for us right there. Um, As always, we thank y'all for uh, tuning in and um, listening to us. Uh, We'll see you again next time for another new episode of the Lower Marauders Podcast. Thank you for listening. We out. Peace.
3: Peace. It's a lot of females with these purge outfits.
0: The Low End Marauders podcast is hosted by Kyle, Bill, Jarrett, Knox, and me, Nicholas Rawls. Our in and outro music, Fat Albert and Rudy, is by Ninth Wonder. Be sure to follow and talk to us on Instagram and Twitter at Lowen Marauders. Plus, stop by our our online shop and buy some merch to show your support for the show. Check the show notes for the link to the store. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. Why? Reviews are what helps get the show more attention. So don't be shy to leave us a review and don't be afraid to say what you want to hear from us on future episodes as well. Also, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show so that way you know when new episodes are released and that way you can stay updated with us in the show. Alright everyone, that's it for us. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Peace!